Hello and welcome to Dan and Sons, the Dan and Sons, the only podcast with a running joke so flat that we're changing the person who does the intro to confuse you even further. So who is the dad? It's not that flat. And who are the sons? <laughs> pipe you down, decide, dad, you, son. You're totally capable. Pipe, you think pipe, you're capable. Pipe, pipe, pipe down, son, dad. Dad, son. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We are the dad and sons. Yes. Who is the dad? Who are the sons? You decide. But we've been oh, playing no. today. Oh, no. Why go. did you bring did- it back? <laughs> yeah, it's not so lame now anymore, is it? Is it? It yeah, is absolutely lame. You see, well, you gotta, so you got to keep the running joke flat, you know. It's gonna, it's gonna oh God. keep going. But we I, are. I, I remember the the DragonCon panel for podcast training. I think I told you guys this story, but I don't think I told the listeners this story. I had taken notes on professional, accomplished, respected podcasters at a panel who said that that people who become fans of podcasts listen to them regularly for uh, the, the, the informative and fun talk on the topics. But they, they really want to stay for the live train wrecks. And, and, and so, so... Oh, you what... did. You did. You did talk about the train wrecks. I thought we were in... I, I thought we were in some sort of time paradox. I thought... I, George yeah. has mentioned that on every episode <laughs> of the podcast so far. Yes. Have I? Yes. Wait, no, have I? Yes! yes. <laughs> There's no way. Yes. I think I think now you're you're in this loop of like, oh wait, practice pod. What did I say on the practice pods? <laughs> yeah, because we had the two practice podcasts before the real one. I, I guess like we should clarify. We talk about uh, games and movies and pop culture and uh, <laughs> on on microphones that are connected to computers for your listening enjoyment. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good start. I think he got All confused right. because he didn't do the intro, so now he's like, he's broken. I'm really discombobulated. Like the, the, the machine. I'm like George.exe. <laughs> I've like failed. <laughs> I need to like send an error report. Anyways. Is um, that anime I see on the, on the line in your section, George? In I yours? watched an anime this weekend. Mm. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that, too. That's my second big apology after d- wrecking this train already. Red <laughs> Lun. Like five. Watch Red, Red Lun. Red yeah. Line. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who hasn't seen Red Line should go see Red Line. Yeah, go I can't watch believe Red it line. took me this long to see Red Line. It's a um, hilarious, funny, hype as fuck, like really pumped, really fun uh, uh, racing sci-fi space opera anime in which <laughs> the creators basically like like look like they played a bunch of f-zero gx specifically that one. Oh, it definitely is 100 percent f-zero the movie if you it's amazing and it's it, it is like just f-zero like gx like like it <laughs> the the comic book style like looks more closer to um I, I guess a like bold outline '90s graphic novel style than the uh, old Golden Age style that F Zero X had, and uh, I mean the F Zeros on the Super Nintendo were just like completely, I, I almost storylineless, <laughs> uh, uh, little Mode Seven tech demo pieces. But the universe and the story in F Zero GX is something people really don't remember about that game. It's a hilarious place where where people participating in these races have uh, superhero costumes where they blow up orphanages and save damsels in distress and have superhero antics in the backgrounds of of, of the politics of, of the race that they're in. And uh, like, I'm pretty sure Captain Falcon fights crime. 
<laughs> and and this whole movie of Redline is like an exploration of how silly that whole premise is. And and it's it's really weird how surprised I was at how much fun I was having watching animated cars race each other. The animation and, and, though and on, is on, on a television something screen. else. Yo, mm-hmm. talk about smear frames, right? Oh. Like smear frames in Dragon Ball Fighters is a thing. Smear frames in the the smear frames in Redline are like legendary. They are just they are like beautiful. they work that transform tool. Those cars are like <laughs> it's so weird how you see them become longer and more rigid, but they still like maintain their their solid structure and 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 they like incorporate the smear frames with the characters like hairlines and stuff. Oh. I, I, that's weird. I. I don't want to spoil, but <laughs> that that movie was just fucking incredible. Seriously, uh, if, if you're not a fan of anime, and, and George has kind of just proved otherwise, like if you're not a fan of anime, watch Redline anyway. It, it doesn't matter. It's just it's amazing. It's fantastic. There, there, there's what people think about anime, and then there's just good cartoons. Just like really good, just cartoons. good animation. Just yeah, the style I, I, I guess, of Redline. Um, I mean the the seasonal anime factory anime is is probably about as uh, I, I suffering from stereotypes as cynics such as myself like to believe. I don't know. I tried to give a few series as a shots, and they were like really over narrated. The, the the cliches that had gotten annoying by the time I was a kid were just like there in full force. Characters were playing up uh, uh, characters I've seen before. So you just mean I, like the shonen archetype is is just you mean like the yeah, Naruto, yeah, I, I, the Dragon Ball stuff. I tried watching. I tried getting into JoJo, and like JoJo is something that is beloved. Like JoJo is just like great. cherished great. ground. Yeah. Like like yeah like thirty years of of a really really popular story that's apparently appealing and uh, entertaining to to so many people who who think it's my jam. But, but, I, but I tried and it was uh, regular shonen anime for the first 3 or 4 episodes and people want me to watch 10 episodes. I'm not going to do that. This is the same thing like though. Redline. It's the same thing like why Redline is kind of important. Like you're talking about the shonen archetype though and there are so many good anime out there that are nothing like shonen. You know, even like Why are something people recommending so me those. Like st- stuff like Yo, whoever recommended me JoJo, fuck you. Whoever recommended me Redline, <laughs> I love you. It's like <laughs> it's it, it's like as cliche as it is to say, just watch like Death Note or something like that. Like it's yeah. not shown in it's uh, like I wonder if I'd be able to handle Death Note. I think if you like Redline, you'd you mm, in a weird Death Note. Now that was that was like a Death good Note. movie. What what the the, the red f- the Netflix Death Note? Are yeah, you, we're, we're, that, that we're, was not a Nicolas good movie. Cage has like in the the rad monster costume, and and Light has like this kick ass scream, right? Oh <laughs> and god. and the girl has like these these teeth oh that she god. keeps taking. Oh my god! Stop! And stop. please, just please, <laughs> please, just please, don't I, em- I, don't, I, don't I embarrass don't yourself. I, yeah. I had a lot of fun laughing at that shitty movie. I had a lot of fun. Laughing with the awesome movie that was Redline, and uh, meanwhile, I, I tried giving Madoka and, and JoJo a go, and it just just didn't happen. A little nibble. 
didn't well, want to take a bite. I imagine Doogly okay. Jim could get in touch and give you some suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that 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 is the greatest fan any media creator has ever had because your name's Doogly. That's I mean yes. Speaking of, speaking <laughs> it's never of, not fun to say. Spe- speaking of like shitty Netflix movies, though, have you, either of you had a chance to watch the brand new Cloverfield movie? Oh, no. the one that got released during the Super Bowl. The one that got released oh, literally no. yesterday, and yeah, then everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever!" Then everyone three hours later had watched it and seemed to despise it. I haven't so you I, just for, basically got to watch the Sonic cycle cycle happen in fast motion. Maybe because well, I wow. haven't seen it myself yet, and I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I'm a big fan of the the uh, obviously a lot of people like Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's a great movie, um, but mm. the amount of it was it was kind of almost in you know when you sort of laugh to yourself and you think shit, I'm going to hell for this. Like all these people are like. <laughs> This is incredible. Oh my god, they're doing like an apple. You know, it's out now. We can watch it. And then like 20 minutes later, everyone's seen it and they're like, well, that was a waste of time. It was, it was, Do you remember that was time Sega launched the, the Sega Saturn during the press release announcing the Sega Saturn? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it completely flopped because it had like no games for a year and a half because developers didn't even know about it. Yeah, just don't do that. Like, don't. Do, I mean, with movies, you can do it on Netflix. It's it sounds like a viable good idea. Like, it generally got a lot of people excited about it. And obviously, it was a Cloverfield sequel, and that's kind of a, like a a big cult a big series deal. universe at the moment. Um, and you know, Ten Cloverfield Lane was incredibly good, so it had the potential. But then, like, the f- I saw the first couple of reviews of people who'd watched it immediately after the Super Bowl, and they were like, it's bad. And I was like, oh, maybe just that one person. But then it was like, no, it's like, it's shit. The next one and was like, I it's am terrible. Fascinated. It's bad. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. I would have loved seeing that happen in real time, I think, more than, like, watching Well, that's the thing movie. is, I was watching it in real time happen because it was, it was daytime here in Japan. So, you know, after the Super Bowl had finished, everyone watched a lot of people watched that movie and just watching my Twitter feed from one hour to the next go from pure excitement to pure disappointment was kind of hilarious. You were seeing a mass paradigm shift in public opinion before your very eyes. It was like, do you know that, that bit on the Simpsons where Ralph gives Lisa the, the, I choose, choose, choose you the Valentine's card. And then (laughs) she, she breaks his heart and Bart videotapes it. And then it's like, this is the exact moment you can see his heartbreak. It was like watching that in slow motion. (laughs) I don't know why I got such pleasure out of it. I wish it was a good movie, but I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. Oh, okay. You didn't. You didn't swallow that pill there. No, okay. I, I wanted to. I was gonna watch it before we started podcasting today, and I was like, "Everyone says it's shit, and there's a new Terrace House episode. <laughs> I know which one wins this this fight." <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was on Netflix hard this week. I mean, I watched Godzilla. <gasps> that I was. That. D- disappointing. Oh God! Oh no! Well, it Netflix went the berserk way the with the 3D. Yeah, the 3D animation was. 
it, it was just it was just kind of bland, you know. You gave it a little taste, and it's just like, mm, okay. Planet of <laughs> that the was monsters. Kind of, so, yeah. does it take place on Earth? E- e- some of it. Okay. It's sci-fi. I, I got into some sci-fi uh, this week. What's what's a Godzilla movie if he's not like destroying Earthling cities? You know. Well, they kind of or, or saving cities. They kind I feel, of. I feel like this is integral to the franchise. Yeah, it's a different angle. It's not about oh, it's Godzilla. He's he's being birthed and now he's killing everyone. It's more like oh, Godzilla came. He killed everyone. We're gonna go back to fight him. Type. Thing. Did he blast off into space? How are they on Monster Planet? <laughs> well, it's basically Planet of Monsters now. But like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil the story, but um, a bunch of monsters came. Godzilla was the one that oh, they God. couldn't defeat, so they ran away like little 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 punks. But and this then is they like harking back. back to the old days, though. Like Godzilla turned out to be pretty good for humanity when he was like kicking the shit out of King Gadir uh, or whatever his name is, and all the other monsters. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of sounds like that. Like, like he starts off. Wait, wait, no, Godzilla's a Godzilla's a woman. What are we doing, misgendering? Uh, uh, this like iconic strong female character in cinema so <laughs> the thing is is that i'm seeing oh, this no. trailer for the netflix godzilla show all i knew about it before was that it was anime so i was like Godzilla's oh a godzilla anime black. that makes sense <laughs> wait what well i just heard okay is it time for me to like feel really awkward about the black jokes <laughs> no, no, no 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 like people people want black black strong female characters did Godzilla I say might black, be one of strong them. Fe- Oh, I <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. I feel. I feel okay. Yeah, I am touching this. Um, I am. I am. Liam is absolutely quiet. So, so I've this. seen. I've seen. What I'm trying to say is that Godzilla is a part of human history, man. Godzilla was like created by human mistakes. Godzilla was a human mistake. Godzilla is connected to the history of planet Earth. And yes. and I feel like like ignoring all of that to go on a sci-fi adventure to another planet would be really boring no matter what excuse they come up with. Oh yeah, cuz I did note that in the in the like promotional artwork they were wearing like what seemed to be spacesuits. I was like, yep, yep. They got spacesuits. I was like, God's they alone, got space. space fights. That can't be right. There's giant, like, pterodactyl like dragons actually, that they fight. They actually were in space. Well, <sighs> they're in space. I think I. I don't know, Matt. Are we? Oh yeah, they, they they were in space. I'm sorry. I was just looking if Godzilla was green or black. And yeah, it's it's black. <laughs> it's black or charcoal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charcoal. They they were in space for a bit. I don't want to spoil it, but I, I, I would say it seems to be on his first season. <laughs> first season. <laughs> it seems to be on his first season. Wait for episode two to come out. Maybe it gets better. I would say oh. it may not be worth your time. Well, if it's like JoJo, it's 10 episodes. You got to give it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah. So it, I'm wondering, since this is a Netflix show... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of Japanese in the trailer. Is this made by a Japanese studio or, or a not Japanese studio? I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese studio. Oh, it's Japanese. Um, okay, so I watched the dumb stupid version. Argument. It came out in Japan last year, so I think. I, oh, okay, yeah, definitely it's made Japanese. by a Japanese studio. So, so, so that means that there wasn't any stupid argument over whether or not it really counts as anime. Good. 
Um, and every none time of that, there was like uh, a Castlevania weird Castlevania nonsense. It. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like I, I was, I was gonna <laughs> say every time there was a weird sentence, I switched back to the to uh, sub just just to make sure it was oh, being snap. translated Can you do right. It in real time. <laughs> huh? Can you do that? Yeah, like, yeah. Just press a button and it switches. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, man. How nice does that sound? Like, is there a harsh, like, like oh, cut? A is the music synced up? Are the sound effects like like getting in the way? Because I'm, I'm imagining like like if they I could they could do a button that just switches the audio tracks, right? Or they could go the extra mile <laughs> and have the vocal audio track be separate from all the other audio tracks. Have them like running in real time in layers like a video game, and your Netflix dub to sub button just changes the vocal tracks. That'd be that'd be cool. Right, and it goes back like thirty seconds. That would be nice. Ooh, so nice. so how does it work? You, you press the button and what? Oh happens? no no! I you you just, you go down to the bottom right, and then you just click Japanese, <laughs> and it just switches to oh. sub. Like on Japanese. YouTube. Uh, yeah, it automatically goes to sub when you click Japanese uh, uh, audio. I apologize for getting way too excited about that. <laughs> it's a pretty but standard feature. I, I I'll be quick. Um, yeah, for right. for this recommendation of Netflix, no chill would have to be some good sci-fi garbage. It's more like garbage. Mm. Um, uh, yes, the refined premium mm, brand. Yes, altered premium brand garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, is this going oh, to be the title? Is Anyways. this altered carbon? Altered. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. My gosh, did I enjoy this premium garbage? Um, <laughs> it, it was. It, you know, it, it's all right. I, I'll warn you. Uh, <laughs> this is not something for the kids. You know, this is uh, it's for the adults. You know how Netflix do, does things. Uh, nudity has become more open on Netflix, so. If you're not used to oh, that, yeah, they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, like if you're not used to that, then I wouldn't recommend this. Uh, this is this is just like part like celebrate the human form. You're gonna see some dicks. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna see some other things. <laughs> oh, which which reminds me of uh, something we'll get into later. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it massive? So a bunch of guys are taking their dicks out. Uh, go right. on, go on. Cool characters, nice action, good budget. <laughs> what more can you ask for? You know, in a sci-fi show, full penetration. A storyline. Star storyline. <laughs> like a storyline. Is it uh up to par? Uh, no, it's not sci-fi channel type garbage. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. I I quite liked it. Um, there's some parts where I'm like ooh, but I quite liked it. Um, it, it's very very enjoyable. Um, but I also like sci-fi shows, so I might be biased. You know, I've got, I've gotten to some sci-fi channel garbage like deep in there um travelers is kind of broken but i kind of like that too that's Watch also on netflix travelers. yeah eh, but also carbon is probably one of the best site one of the better sci-fi shows on there um uh and i would give a little since you mentioned it last <laughs> week liam uh devil man crybaby oh you watched it uh. <sighs> speaking of speaking you of nudity did you finish it did yeah, I finished it? it. I finished it. Wait, wait, wait. The wait. animation is good. You know, which episode than did Dragon you get Super. to? Wait, let me guess. You got to episode three. No, I I finished it. 
Oh, okay. I fit it. Yeah, yeah. See, like the first two or three episodes, you're wondering if the show's complete balls or like the best thing you ever watched. <laughs> yeah, you're and you're just like, like, am I watching a masterpiece or am I just fucking crazy? <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. It it makes you really second guess. It's just like one of those shows where you're like. You, you know, you don't live with your mom anymore, but you're still kind of looking over your shoulder like, man, should I be watching this? Like, this is kind of, <laughs> this is kind of dark-ish. Not dark, just, uh, I don't know. Uh, if, if you like demonic things, then uh, <laughs> this might be the show for you. But the best thing to come out of this show, because uh, to be honest, I don't know if I, I don't know if I care to <laughs> have watched it. But there was some really, really good Japanese rap in there that yeah. made me get it. Of all the things I was expecting, the rap is so good. And like, if you listen to it, like the the sort of like rhyming in Japanese is super inventive. It's really good. It's really, really cool. Yes. It, um, it got me into. J rap, uh, like Ken the three sixty or something like that, was one of the rappers in there. Um, and I, I gotta say, going through the list of artists uh, in Japan of rappers, it, it kind of sounds like our rap. It, it, like imagine Twenty One Savage laying down some Japanese bars. You know what I'm saying? That, that's kind of how it sounds. Wait, some of those who? Are, t- tw- <laughs> I have to Google that one. <laughs> An American rapper best known for his songs No Heart, X, Bank Account, and his 2017 collaboration Rockstar with Post Malone. That's a good song. <laughs> so there you go. I guess. I I have the second time in this in this episode, I have alienated the white people. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not the whoa, sole whoa, representative whoa, of all whoa, white people. Whoa, Excuse whoa, me. Whoa. Oh, I'm whoa, sorry. I'm whoa. sorry. I'm being racist, whoa. Libby. Whoa. We calm down. Don't put me in the same boat as George. I, <laughs> yeah, I, Liam said, I, like. <laughs> my bingo card for this show is I've managed to talk. Oh, my God. I've managed to fight George about Kojima. I got Terrace House involved on this shit. And now this is the prime opportunity to. B- b- crowbar in my obsession with Korean hip hop. So, so basically, you're Asian. Oh is what you're trying my to say? God, well, basically, you were, yeah. But you're such I a like. I can't stop listening. It's, a, it's very similar to Japanese rap as well. But I cannot stop listening to Korean hip hop, like nonstop. It's like a disease it, at the moment. It, do you, like I can't understand what they're saying, but I mean, some of these guys be throwing it down, and you. It, it, it's, I hear like Americano a little bit in there a little bit. I'm, I'm wondering if they're talking about like Americano girls with big butts or something like that. Like, oh, I want one of those black girls. Like, I want it. I want That's it. What you got to watch Altered Carbon for? <laughs> I, I wonder if these you know Japanese dudes are like throw, like talking about some uh, some sweet American girls. You know? And no, no. Liam? I don't know, Liam. Well, what kind of I, girls I, do they I, sing I, about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what like, do they rap about then? They can't what, rap about gold what chains kind of and getting money. Are we asking? It, 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 are we talking about the the Korean hip hop that I have more knowledge of, or the fact that I just speak a little bit of Japanese? Like, uh, what are we talking? A about? little bit. You speak a you little don't bit speak of Japanese. A little bit. 
I, it depends. Like, I compared to you two, yeah, I guess I speak quite a lot. But compared to people who live here and have lived here for a long time, I speak very little. So no, don't be humble. Oh, well, that doesn't mean <laughs> you just speak a little compared to like I don't know the median standard of the entire world. Yeah, well, but that's obvious. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be able to survive here otherwise. That would be fucking really difficult. But the, the, yeah, you gotta give um, yourself credit. It, it depends. Like, it. <laughs> As you can tell from anime, Japan is very, exp like, simply expressive. Like, anime is all about being, like, I want to be stronger for my friends, or I want to fall in love <laughs> with the purest of hearts. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what the lyrics the are like. Hair. Not Devil May Cry, baby, though. Yeah. <laughs> that will lead you down a really dark hole if you think you're going to get that out of that series. <laughs> a really dark hole. <laughs> what what are they rapping about? Answer me, what are they rapping yeah. about? Well, you in know? Devil May Cry, baby, it's kind of just like no, no, no. nonsense. No, 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 not that. Yeah. I'm talking about just just rappers in Japan. Yeah, like what do you hear on the streets? Oh, it, de it depends. I don't listen to that much Japanese rap. Um, oh, so just <laughs> just Korean rap? Yeah, oh, man, just Korean. Yeah, and that's the weird thing is because like I understand the Japanese to a to a part. Like so, when I listen to it, I kind of understand what they're saying. But like Korean. Weirdly, because of the way the language sounds, it's a lot less harsher than the Japanese sounds. Yeah, so when I, I they, was about to say when that, they rap, like, in Japanese is already English. good enough at rhyming on its own. It's got to like work for rap. Yeah, that's, in a way, that's why I it's bet. really weird when I listen to like Japanese music, even though I I, I listen to a lot of Japanese indie rock here because they're like indie rock bands in Japan are really really good. And but it's always so. It's the same with like anime theme songs. Everyone knows. You'll have, like, you'll listen to the Japanese for a bit and they'll be like, let's go! And the English will stand out so prominently oh, yeah. because it sounds yeah. so different to the harshness of what Japanese language sounds like. Whereas Korean, I don't I, I don't speak Korean, but Korean is a lot softer and is a lot more sort of round sounding compared to Japanese. Like, Japanese is like, ah, ka, sa, very, like, sharp sounds. Whereas Korean yeah, is a lot man. rounder. So when they rap... And they mix English and Korean together. It's almost like it flows way better. It flows a lot better. I, I want my ears cut when I'm listening to music, man. I want to get cut. Well, that's you know probably why you're well, enjoying so much Japanese rap, you little weeb. You're right. <laughs> you need to get. You need to give me some artists. Uh, I'll try and find some. We can share it in the. We can share it in the the episode notes if you guys are interested. Uh, on our tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, humble listeners, if you don't know, I put notes in the descriptions uh, that sometimes clarify things like screenshots that we're talking about and uh, links to the news stories that we're talking about. Um, but in the meantime, like, we got a lot to talk about <laughs> and we, we don't do. have a lot of time. Um, Liam's in Japan and it's like the middle of the night over there right now. I had a stomach <laughs> bug. I got 90 minutes of sleep. Yeah. I'm feeling wide awake and energetic more so than usual. But that also means that we don't have as much time to talk about things like how bridge constructor portal is really not that bad. Wow. Really? So you're all right then, George. Saved your bacon. Yeah, yeah. No, the bridge constructor portal is a totally competent... Uh, uh, well-made, executed, effective, cheap spin-off of Portal that um actually works and makes sense with the theming of the game. So I I made a real, real, real stupid mistake, and, and that is when my my insider anonymous sources tipped me off on this thing. I got it mixed up 
with some other um, news I was looking forward to, which was the Death Stranding stuff <coughs> at the Video Game Awards. And I thought that this would be an announcement at the Video Game Awards. It was actually a day before, but uh, Bridge Constructor Portal uh, is made by Head Up Games. It's a portal-themed bridge constructor, of course. Okay, I guess let's let me let me speed up here. Uh, <coughs> the fun comes from hurdling the little vehicles you're sending across your bridges through portals to stress the integrity and and structural soundness of stuff on the other side of portals in a way that would not make sense if this uh, bridge constructor game didn't have portals in it. They they it's it's a gimmick. It's totally a gimmick, but they run with it throughout once the first two levels are out of the way. Every other level is some fun, beautiful, gimmicky portal nonsense where you're like hurtling forklifts down into pits that, that go through a portal out the other side onto a bridge that you have to build like a ramp that, that will then use the speed retained from portaling through freefall into a ramp that'll get it into the, the other side of the bridge that you want when you're like not allowed to build bridge parts because they want you to do jumps and stuff. And it's it's fine. It's totally fine. For like... A cheap value. Let's see what it is. I would say it's like a good solid 10 to 15-er. Bridge, constructor, portal. And the thing is, is that if you miss portal, it actually will kind of sate that in a way. The writing is totally not there. I don't know if it's mm. um the original GLaDOS voice actor doing GLaDOS in this one, but the jokes are still funny. And that's because portal's humor doesn't really strike me as something that, that would need that much of a high barrier for entry. I mean, like, like Eric Walpole and, and Mark Laidlaw have a, a distinct style to their humor that you hear referenced sometimes in, in the Portal games. Like, like when, when they're telling you to, like, press A to say Apple and you end up jumping and the characters in the game just look at you funny. Like, that's solid-ass video game-specific humor. And Bridge Constructor Portal has a lot of solid-ass weird fun science humor. It's, it's like still the goodness of portal just everything's knocked back one notch uh how much is it, I, it, it, it is it it's 10 it's 10, 10 bucks which is totally fine i think actually wait that sounds pretty expensive for what it is though wasn't it from mobile <laughs> um yeah yeah let me see well, well that, it plays that's like a mobile pretty game. expensive for a mobile money. game right oh yeah for a mobile game but for a pc game that's totally fine let uh, me for see some the, reason i thought uh, it was a mobile, mobile version game. It is a mobile game. Oh, mobile okay. version is $5. PC version is $10. What's the difference between them? Anything? Um, one of them you use your fingers. The other you use your mouse, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to save five bucks, get the mobile version. But it's... But I, I, the whole thing. The, I went into this being like, no, give it a chance. <laughs> I mean... It looks okay. I'm watching uh, yeah. some gameplay of it. Well, it's not going to look that fun in a video, which is, like, why it's so sad. There's no way they were going to be able to successfully market this thing. Like, they were, like, what, seven years after the release of Portal 2? I still think With the Portal name know, will carry the weight to make sales off that, for that it, game, it, right? It will, it will, but I, I feel like it might have been too long, and, and that making a Portal game after so many years that's the cheap spinoff they give to another studio with way less resources Did is... Not great now. This would have been fine in like 2013, 14. Did it get? It reviews? would have been welcomed. It probably would have been. I can't remember if it even got reviewed by outlets. It might not have even got reviews. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. This is a portal game that is really slipping between the cracks. 
And, and again, I'm looking up reviews. Yeah, it got like an 8 from IGN. Okay. Uh, 78 <laughs> from PC Gamer. 70. That's like... To be fair, so I didn't good. play it's, through it it's all good, the way. Right? I'm about like, halfway through, but it's it's that's like on the upper end of okay to good. It's totally fine. That's like on the George scale, it's totally fine. <laughs> Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played a bit of I played a bit. I played through all of Snipper Clips. I want the oh, DLC. Good game. I want to buy a streaming box and just stream Snipper Clips for a few days with uh with the lady friend on the couch going through the DLC. That game is such a pleasant time i like i have like a weird fascination with that game beyond it just being a great game anyway so when it was announced and stuff like that it it looks pretty sweet but i didn't sort of research into it and then when it came out and it turned out to be you know pretty damn fantastic i started reading Mm -hmm. into like who developed it and it's these two brothers um I can't remember, Dan and Adam, uh, I think their name, Dan and Adam Vian or something like that. They're both British S-F-B developers. SFB Games, the, yeah, I've heard stories. Those guys, I was massive fans of those guys back in the day <gasps> when they used to do yeah. Newground stuff. Yeah, the Super Flash Bros. The Super That's Flash Brothers. For. Yeah, they are the Super Flash Brothers. And they did a series called The Decline of Video Gaming, which was like Ego Raptor, Aaron Hansen's first ever voice acting like pot and uh, sort of made I, him I popular learned how to draw lip sync from from them they yeah, did they, tutorials they used to do the tutorials, tutorials as well with. right yeah they used to do the flash tutorials that made everything a lot <laughs> so and th- it makes so much sense that snipper clips has like super top quality 2d <laughs> animation <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like these are people who have been making cartoons since like their childhood. Yeah, and it's weird because like I was obsessed with the decline of video <laughs> gaming in Newgrounds back in the day. That whole culture of creation and like uploading to Newgrounds was so fascinating to me. And the mm-hmm. Super Flash Brothers were like the pinnacle of that. And I remember like the I can't like, if you've ever watched the <laughs> series, you'll know. But there's like one of the brothers is is kind of like a side character in it, and he always gets end up he ends up getting set on fire consistently through each episodes. But he's the the main programmer of uh, Snipperclips. But he used to make like Flash games and release them on Newgrounds, and that's how he started programming. And he made like a Zelda clone that was like the Legend of the Lampshade or something. That was a really <laughs> tight Zelda clone made in Flash. And now they've gone on to develop wow. one of like Nintendo Switch's like biggest hits of the year. It's like flagship s- launch titles commissioned such, by Nintendo. Such an awesome story, and those guys yeah. really massive props to them for getting if to where they've gotten s- through. If you scroll through the Snipper Clips main menu, you will not see an SFB Games logo. <laughs> You'll just see Nintendo. Yeah. They have it disguised as a Nintendo game. And, uh, yeah, looking back at the heritage, you can tell a lot of the, the facial detail of, um, just the faces. The faces are, like, super Newgrounds Flash cartoon. Yeah. I, like, if you watch any Oni NG cartoon, you will probably see a lot of the same faces <laughs> shared by, by Snipper Clips. Like, seriously, it and may... And they it, all it, look it's fantastic. Aged, it's aged, like, terribly. But go go and watch oh, the decline were, of video were so bad. if you haven't seen it. Just like watch your piece. I'm gonna load it up now. Piece of flash history right there. Um, but at the time, it was so like it was like the most polished animation series, and everyone would wait fucking years for like the next sequel um, to each one. And like as I said, like it was like when Ego Raptor got his like first voice acting gig. So 
God, no Seriously. one has texture. Is Olsen the Flash cartoons it? didn't have texture until like <laughs> just a couple years ago. Everything is like the same solid shade. They they like dropped their paint bucket tool and they had, they had nothing to work with. Like you couldn't. They didn't really have filters. It was all very vector based. There you go. Who says you can't it was, do it? It was really hard start to have a, have start a out texture with shitty feel. Flash cartoons. And you'll end up have making Working the game so good. Nintendo themselves. Yeah. That Nintendo themselves will steal from you and claim as their own. There you go. <laughs> but good game. Enjoyable. Good game. Enjoyable. Good game. Play play snipper clips. Uh, if you have someone in your life, play snipper clips with them. If not, that's totally fine. Because oh. you too can feel the crushing, depressing realization that snipper clips gets way easier when you're playing it alone. Oh, maybe maybe I'll give it a try then. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, there were a couple a couple puzzles I did without the lady friend, and I was just like <laughs> crying at how much easier the game is kidding when you can manually place and, and manually uh order all of your characters to do exactly what you want in your mind wow it turns out when you don't gotta work with other people <laughs> getting yeah. stuff done happens way faster um i don't know if you've ever given it a try liam have you ever tried playing snipper clips alone um not really i've given i i, I originally experienced the demo when the switch came out before i bought it um on my own and it was it was okay i got the charm the charm was cool but the the it was like snipper clips was like the moment when the switch really hit it for me i was like sitting in a udon shop eating some udon like a like a self-serve udon restaurant with two of my friends oh, and the, switch the switch's natural habitat yeah and this i <laughs> the switch had been out for three <laughs> days at this point so everyone was still tinkering around with its whole portability thing and i my friend wanted to see it so i just whipped it out like no, oh, no oh, pun intended. Oh, no wow. pun intended. Well, you, your your friend is, whipped, whipped is very it, confident. Whipped it right out in the uh, udon shop, and we put it and we played snipper clips in this udon restaurant for like forty minutes. It was amazing. It was really good. And um, then since then, it was a lot more enjoyable than playing it solo. So I I continued to play the rest of the game with someone else. Mm -hmm. It's it's much more enjoyable with a friend, and it's way too damn easy by yourself, and it's also really sad by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I thought that was that was just a funny observation. In Stardew Valley, I am grinding away at that. I married Leia. Uh, I don't know if anyone Ooh, cares. Yeah, Leia's the, the the girl for my farmer Greg at, at George Farms Farms. I, mm. I named my dog Yashi, my favorite Mayrocrat next to loogie and and i have a house full of alcohol i don't know that game sucked me in way too hard it's like i'm wondering if it's starting to reach the point of diminishing returns you guys i don't know i'm like 60 hours in and i'm starting to feel it jesus i mean 60, 60 hours, hours is in. pretty good for your money's worth i mean oh yeah jesus <laughs> and, and I, I you know, know what's, how to do that it's it, this is a complete heel turn for like my usual gaming habits. Um, when I was doing the inbox games, I couldn't stand walking around collecting stuff in sandboxes. But Stardew Valley is incredibly repeti repetitious. I, I I am playing the Switch port, which means the menus don't work sometimes. You have to go into an options menu and, and turn on your uh, freeform mouse cursor to be able to like see basic ass shit like tooltips. Um, but but I I got sucked in so hard and I care so much about what's gonna happen to uh 
some of these characters. I'm, I'm filling out their meters. Pam has this really sad side story behind her where, where she's this miserable, unemployed alcoholic. And, and Shane has this, this horrible side story behind him where, where he's a miserable, depressed alcoholic working at Walmart. And uh, they're just the kind of game where it takes a while, but it's good-ass stuff. And I, I really like the opportunity to get more into that on the Switch. How weird is it that the best platform for, like, indie games right now is a corporate toy made for kids to be played portably and not the, like, super hardcore niche gamer-specific uh, 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 gaming PCs that put these games on the market in the first place? Like, that's funny. That's funny to me. Uh, I don't know. Stardew, Stardew Valley, you know, was a smash hit on PC prior to all this. So yeah, the Switch I, I is really more. Think the, the Switch, Switch is, format is Switch superior. Is, well, the Switch is more like a, a enabler for people to get into these type, types of games that yeah, they might not play. Yeah, for, for this style of game, the portability really, really takes away from the feeling of wasting your time. Like, like if, if you I'm think sitting about, on a like, couch in front... Like, if you think about young people playing the Switch now, and all the indie games that have got ports to the Switch, like, and the people who maybe are not so much in the know about what is what, like, what's an indie game, what's a AAA game, they just, like, they pick up a game now and again, they play it on this, you know, fancy sort of childish, like, gizmo that is the Switch, and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna download this game called Night in the Woods, it looks interesting, and they have no idea what it is, but they experience it. It's kind of like how we were with magazines back in the day. You know, just pick out a game and be like, that looks cool. I'm going to play that. And the Switch is like weird. Before you know it, it, it is the this... developers are seeing sales figures that are competing with Steam. Exactly. Like, I can't, I can't remember who said it, but um, there was one indie game that released on the Switch that did, like, its whole Steam lifetime sales within, like, the mm -hmm. first week or something. So I wish I could remember the name in the game as well, but was there was a big the Twitter ones. thread that the developer did about it. And it was early on in the days of the Switch. The news from that story was that it, it is competitive to Steam, which is, like, not Nintendo's market. Like, that's what's funny to me, is that Nintendo has, uh, throughout the years, expressed little to no interest, well, has expressed little interest in supporting indie games on their platform, and now they are making bank because of indie games on their platform. I think it's a mixture of and the people who marketing. don't, who aren't PC gamers, who never got to experience those games in the first place, and also people who double dip and just buy the same game twice. Hey, raising my hand. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. We're consumer whores. Hollow Knight. Or we are the Robin Hoods giving to the poor indie developers and taking from the Battlefront 2s. Um, or taking from the Battlefront 2s to support uh, massive, uh, beautiful, high-tech AAA games made by, by legacy studios that uh, might involved with a the, with the franchise that's really popular right now. Liam, how are you liking Monster Hunter Worlds? Uh, I can't stop thinking about it <laughs> oh my god it's good like matt i'm sorry matt you might as well just leave now matt uh-oh it it's so oh, good no. it, it's it it's just how tight should i strap myself in i think anyone who's playing it will agree there's something about monster hunter world that it takes the formula of monster hunter and you know it sort of breaks it up a little bit i'll get the campfire more into more sort of sizable chunks. 
But at the same time, it fixes so many of the problems the series had. Yeah, you've got the control scheme. Now you can use a you know, PS4 controller and it, it feels so much better. Like a hundred times menus? better than it ever did. Menus everywhere? It, it, but even then with the menus, there's so many like shortcuts. It, like you can, instead of having to hold down a button, then press square and circle to scroll through your items to get to the item you want, which you can do. It's got stuff like this um, sort of, uh, almost Red Dead Redemption like, uh, you know, like um, what are they called? Like a dial. Oh, a weapon wheel. Like a weapon wheel, yeah. And you can hold L one, and then you can just push the the right stick in the direction of whatever item you have shortcutted to that thing. So yeah, if you're come like, to think of it, there's no you, there's no reason that wouldn't be on the 3ds version too. Like they're they're. The 3DS has uh, a radio stick and an L button. Only on the new 3DS, though. So that would that would. Ah, uh, right. That so that's why I guess Generations has sold. such yeah. weird controls. You could do it on the Switch one, but uh, yeah. But then again, it's a port, so it would be implementing a whole brand new mechanic. So I don't think that would make it. But in World, you can do that, and you can you can customize the dial to the items you use the most. So you know, I constantly have like the little. There's like a little rope net you can throw out and catch smaller animals to keep them as pets. So I'm always like on the hunt for tiny animals to catch them. And um, you have to equip it. So scrolling through your menu to find it and then do it. By the time you've done that, the animals like disappeared. And you don't want to have it equipped all the time because then it limits you being able to get to other items faster. So using the, the, the weapon wheel dial thing to just quickly press the hold L1 and then... I've got it mapped to the right and you just like quickly flick the stick and then I've got it equipped and I can just throw it out. There's like so many small like quality of life changes to Monster Hunter World that just make it like there's still the barrier of it being a super in-depth game that it is, that it always has been. But in terms of like stuff not barring you from playing like that has in the past, like sort of clunky questing systems where we were talking about it just before we started recording, George, where before you used to get quests where you had to, like, pick flowers or get certain plants or kill yep, certain bugs. Yep. Now they have this system called Investigations where you can stack up and queue all those types of quests where it'd be like, gather six bits of honey, <coughs> kill 20 insects, kill 10 smaller monsters. And you can stack them up into an investigation log. And then what you can do is when you're out on a main quest... You can just no. do them while you're out in the main oh, quest. I, I feel cheated off of my time now because yeah, since I've been talking that kills over like twenty podcast, hours already. Let me let me, let, let me let me give a shocking revelation. I've played a lot of Metal Gear Solid 3DS and and I've played a lot of Monster Hunter Generations. And over the past couple of weeks, I I've I've been picking it up for like I want to say an hour every other day. And I have not actually been hunting a lot of monsters with that time. I've been spending it with the the stupid Jurassic accounting. Or they're just called accounting quests. I think the um, Frontier Tour is the name they give to the quest where you just gather, which I do because I want to keep my, my item box stocked yeah. with stuff that will yeah. make me potions. It, it seems like you're supposed to do them. They're totally optional, but that's the George thing, right? Like, I, I want an optimized character, so I'm going to do this garbage, boring nothing quests and uh that's that's another aspect of it that's always really turned me off but the real quests are so much more fun than those and and you're telling me that you can just slap those secondary objectives 
on to your real quest yeah. and actually have fun playing Monster Hunter all the time you're playing Monster Hunter. And it's that thing as well. It does that game. It does that very, un- not unique, but very clever game mechanic of every time you, um, for example, every time, if you have a quest like gather six honey. So every time you get one honey, a little alert will pop up in the right hand side that says one out of six. And then it pushes you to go find the others because you're like, okay, so I've got one out of six. I need to get six. So while I'm doing this quest to defeat, to hunt this this monster, I can also gather honey at the same time. And I feel like I'm accomplishing more. And it gives you, and you know, it's always popping up with stuff on the right hand side of like, oh, you researched this or, oh, you gathered this. And you constantly are getting feedback about all the stuff you're doing in a really good mm-hmm. way. Like you, you feel like you're achieving something more than just hunting the monster like whether it's like you're you're doing good research for the world so you're you're upgrading like the kind of stuff that you can craft or you are upgrading even upgrading parts of the the main hub place the asteria as it's called like the the place where you go back as the hub the kind of like mm-hmm. village and um, so you're getting this like feedback loop from monster hunter where before you would just be sort of walking around trying to find the monster and then you'd fight the monster for a little bit and it would leave and then you'd, you'd run after it. Whereas now it's like you can get sort of sidetracked in the world because obviously it's got no loading screen, so you're free to sort of just roam around as you wish. So you can kind of just like put hunting the monster to the side a little bit when you start the quest, unless you know, you're fighting a really difficult monster and you've, you, the time limit is quite tight. You can go off on a tangent. And you can be like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna try and finish or nail three of these investigation quests and hand them in." Like this, I know. I this need to makes kill. me sad because I'm like, I'm just like thinking back on how much time I'm losing based on the the systems of the 3DS game. Honestly, you are definitely saving like 20 hours or so of that game by not having to take these quests, go into the world, Jesus. go through the world, picking them out, and then returning back to base to then do like one of the main quests. Now you're sort of bundling them in, and it feels good, because it feels like you're achieving a lot in a short time, whereas Monster so, Hunter sometimes is so drawn out. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's what, what I... What I I, I, I want to feel like I have achieved things in short times. Like, I, I, I don't know. 90 years from now, when I'm on my deathbed, I, I want to be like, I have lived a successful 20 hours of life that I have been saved because of streamlined, effective gameplay systems and UIs. Well, and and, and exactly I can die why. comfortably knowing yeah, that my time it, IRL there was optimized. Some issues with it, you know, in Monster Kudos Hunter. Kudos to Monster like, Hunter World. You have a lot of stuff that's tied into this brand new story that they're trying to do. And all this, though, the story is kind of not great. It's very Japanese, kind of over exaggerated, no substance anime styling that a lot of games go for. Uh, Monster Hunter, the ones that I'm playing now don't have a story either. And I know story's never really been the point, but at least having like something to keep you going is is something I feel like This one has a story. This one has a story that goes all out, cutscenes, voice acting, all kinds of stuff. And it's not it's not amazing, but it's it's kind of endearingly enjoyable. There's this weird thing about the monster hunter quote world that you know the universe of it that 
Although everyone is fighting these giant monsters that could kill you in an instant and carving their bones and there's a lot of things about death, everyone is incredibly jolly. Cute. And happy. happy. And everyone is kind of just like, ha ha, we're living the adventurous life, aren't we? Kind of like pirates, it's, almost. It's wholesome. It re- yeah, and you know, the, the, it's always bright sunshine in the Monster Hunter world, apart from when you go to certain areas that have maybe like snow or something. There's always bright sunshine. There's definitely a very jolly air about what happens in Monster Hunter, considering. And it's almost off-putting seeing a game look this good that has like some color and optimism and like cheerfulness to it like that. Like, like games, it's a graphical benchmark, I feel, almost. Yeah, and on that note, on that note, I heard a lot of things going into it prior to when the game came out. A lot of people were saying that it was very well optimized for the PlayStation Pro and kind of was an afterthought on just the PlayStation 4 itself. Uh, I'm playing not on a PlayStation Pro, I'm playing on a standard PlayStation 4, the one that everyone now has told me is something to do with my hard drive breaking, that's why it fucks up all the time. Um, but I've been playing, and I don't notice that many problems. The frame rate dips sometimes, but when you have like a giant T-Rex in your face, smashing the whole environment. It's to be around, expected. It's a little bit expected, but honestly, the it's pretty, it's pretty smooth. When you're loading a quest, it does take about a minute to two minutes, but you can sort of run around the hub and eat items and make sure your box is okay and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't really ran into too many technical problems considering just how, like, awesome the world feels. Like, it feels like a lot's going on. Like, you have all these tiny little animals that are interacting with each other, and then you have, obviously, the main monsters that you hunt, and now you have giant maps where there are multiple monsters that roam around in a certain area, together and then they end up fighting each other or they end up interacting and it's like this world just exists whether you're in it or not and it's just running by itself and yeah basically bottom line i am enjoying it way more than i thought i would considering i've played monster hunter games in the past and always got to a certain point where i'm like ah i'm done with that whereas i'm like 20 maybe 20 to 25 hours in Monster Hunter now. I'm Hunter rank, I think, 10 or 11. So, I and I feel like I've only just started. And it feels good. Like, I really, I want to put a time aside to play it. Like, the weekend coming up, after this podcast goes live, is, is a long weekend in Japan. It's a three-day weekend. And I am just going to play nothing but Monster Hunter. And it's going to be great. I am waiting for the uh, PC release. And I'm like totally okay with that. <laughs> Did Matt I'm, return? I'm going to be playing generate. Yeah, Matt, where have you been? I've I've been here listening to this garbage. All, wake, all I've been seeing is freaking gifs on freaking social media of these awesome looking monsters fighting each other, and 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 then you're you're like trying to fight stuff with your friends. And <laughs> like there's one, so there's one at the start. There's one at the start that's scripted. Um, there's one that's kind of in a cutscene, so it kind of doesn't seem as impressive because it happens in a cutscene, and you're like, ah, that's in a cutscene, blah blah. But then you fight this sort of this mud-like fish monster called, a, I think it's called a Baroth. The monster hunter names are always shitty; they're still shitty. Um, but there's like this this muddy monster called a Baroth that sort of rolls around in the mud and sort of throws mud at you to stop you from moving. It's kind of like a giant mudfish, and 
it, it sort of goes, it roams into one area, and it's definitely scripted to show you, like, the first example of how the world sort of interacts with it, and then everything else after is kind of procedurally generated in terms of what happens. But there's this moment, and the first moment where you see, like, when you're, like, chasing after a monster, and you're, like, ready to smack it in the face, and then all of a sudden, this other monster just comes running at it, and it just, like, charges at it and, like, attacks it. And then this Baroth just, like, wraps itself around, like, almost like a boa constrictor. Like, wraps it around the other monster. And you're just watching these two giant monsters that are, like, three times the size of you fight in front of you, smashing the rocks and environment um, to smithereens. And you're just basically like, this is fucking Jurassic Park. This is amazing. It's really good. It's really good in that, in a sense to, just in a sense that you as the player, you're not the center of the world. Uh, you are a part of this ecosystem and you're just kind of taking advantage of it. And that's kind of really cool and it's awesome. It's good. It's good fun. And if you are playing the game, I need people to play with because I'm in Japan so my time zones are fucked up. But if you are playing... Googly Jim, it's your time to shine. If you're playing and you want to play, email danscienspodcast at gmail.com and let's play. Let's let's hunt some monsters. And Matt, buy a uh, PS4. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I don't... Mm, uh, I don't know. I, I've noticed I haven't been playing the PS4s lately. It seems like, George, like now that I got Bloodborne out bullet, of my system. I, I know, like... Alright, I want to get that Kingdom Hearts, right? You oh. gotta get... You gotta get David Cage. Oh yeah, Detroit. You gotta get Detroit. Like that's that's number one on the list, right? Everyone's list. Everyone's list. Okay. Judging by his your work, mama's getting, especially Ellen Page. Okay. Judging, judging by his work, and then Willem Dafoe. Yeah, your grandma's getting it for her birthday. Um, and give uh, it to your grandma for her birthday. I I still haven't I still haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. Like little little things like that, Persona Five. I haven't played oh, yet. Yeah, P Five might be. A so thing. I'm I'm wondering after I go through that library, though, I think that's going to be pretty much it. So I'm wondering if I could just try to get it as cheap as possible. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I mean, it'll be worth already, it. <laughs> you already played Bloodborne, right? You got yeah, that's pretty you got much that it. Out of the way, so the Bloodborne machine has done its job. As far as P Four is still a thing, though, and PT is a thing. PT is a thing. Or, I mean, he was P5. on my on my uh, console that got stolen, so I'm pretty mad about that. <laughs> That's the thing to be mad about, because I can't and, play PT whenever I want. And I I'm gonna let you uh, uh, plot your revenge during oh, yeah. uh, during the break. I will. Oh, hi, hand time is is great. Oh. Go buy it. I finished it. It's it's great. It's a great game. Great great game. Bye. <laughs> one I, of the first yeah. one of the first comments on the last last podcast on the YouTube video was just like, "Did I play a different game to everyone else? Because I had in time sucked." <laughs> <laughs> we can't all have right opinions. <laughs> Kids, are you sick and tired of video games that are horrible? That's why you'll love The Simpsons Game. It's got all your favorite Springfield characters, like uh, the fat guy, the blue-haired dame, the annoying little kids, plus aliens, gangsters, evil loggers, and surprise guests. And the best part is, I'm the star. <laughs> what? They can't play as me? What do you mean, ancillary character? The Simpsons Game, rated T for Teen. Welcome to Lee Carvello's Pudding Challenge. I am Carvello. 
Now choose a club. You have chosen a three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feathered touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no. Uh, hey, hey, Matt. Yes. Uh, when when you were uh, watching that uh, that, that that Netflix show, Altered Carbon, um, mm. uh, and and you were appreciating these uh, these shots that were that were attempting to appreciate the human body. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Did 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 you get struck by a reminder of uh, of your quest, <laughs> your roommate quest with the, <laughs> the well, developments have have occurred since the last time you filled us in, right? All right, we'll we'll make we'll make it short. Um, yeah. So I he he sent uh, so during this like re- uh, roommate like web page thing, they can send you. Like a, a message saying like, oh, I'm interested in you being inside my house, basically. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got an email. I was like, oh, Bomb. wants to. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bomb. Wants to. Uh, I want to cut that. <laughs> David. Wants to. Um, wants you to look at the room or whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, Jay. So I was like, oh, this is the same guy. David. So uh, yesterday I, I <gasps> sent a message. No way. And I said, hey. Oh, um, God. I'm interested in the room. Oh, my God. You made And I wanted to know if I had to be nude in order to stay. <laughs> literally, literally. Wait, 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 wait. People have to realize that's exactly what Matt wrote. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like yes, he yes. literally just wrote, hey, I'm interested. Oh. I need to know about the nude thing. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, yeah. I'm straight question. to the point. I'm, I'm going to be straight to the point with this guy. You know, I'm not, not going to play games, you know, because he he apparently isn't playing games. No, okay, no, uh, no bush. Because, all right. So let, let, let me re-explain for no people who are games. just joining us here. Uh, I trying to find a room uh, and this guy had a ad for. Seeking male roommate, some platonic nudity, master bedroom available, right? And it's very confusing what he says here. I don't know if I was I clarified on the last podcast because I didn't really read the fine line here. I want to create a space for male roommates who want to be nude. I'm not nude most of the time, only at bedtime and in the mornings. I would at least expect similar. Not all roommates get nude, so you will have to be comfortable with that. But I'm only looking for roommates who want to enjoy some nudity at this time. So you have to want to be nude? Yeah. Do not you apply. Can't, you can't just roll with it. All right. <laughs> Do not apply if you're only looking for a cheap place to stay and, <laughs> and will only make excuses, <laughs> excuses for not participating. This is <laughs> that so part weird. This is the best part. It is like, understandable so that you need a few it. days or a week to get comfortable. <laughs> and get a feel for the place and not but not more than a week or so <laughs> until you have to whip your balls he has out a or deadline? pay the fine he has a deadline okay for walking so, around the apartment naked yes okay so now now we're now we're up to speed 
He, I say, right. hey, Jake. Hey, um, here, uh, sir. Um, I'm interested in your room. Want <laughs> like, to know like if person. I had to be nude in order to stay. He texts us back. I'm relaxing on that. It's yeah, preferable. No shit. Do you speak French? Question mark. What? <laughs> Wait a second. Is it David Cage? So <laughs> it could be. He really likes the nude nude uh, he form. He appreciates the he? human forms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's ahead of us. He's ahead of its time. Uh, you know, David Cage. Uh, that's what they say about him. Um, and in the future, I, he will be remembered as a genius beyond his time. So uh, let, let, let's start with the French. The French part, I think, is because of my name is spelt spelt the French way, M A T H I E U, instead of yeah, you know, yeah, the, the boring way, the W oui, oui. double T's H E W. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's preferable. Um, and I go to ask some questions. Uh, so we have a little dialogue going on, and I, I might go see the place. So that's. <sighs> That's where oh we're my at. God. Um, you have it, to tell us stories. We, 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 I might. I used to do this thing on my old podcast called an audio adventure, where we used to. <laughs> oh um, it was different versions where we used to record certain sounds, and the other person were to guess what the sounds were. Um, and then sometimes we would record whole conversations and <laughs> and bring you on a journey. <laughs> oh, and you have to guess what the conversation's about based on hearing one side of it? Yeah, yeah so- sometimes. But uh, sometimes it's like, That's oh, just cute. basically I'm going to bring you on in a journey into this guy's house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so you get the feeling, the, you know. <laughs> the feel how for the, the, the place. Yes, the, yes. The spot. Yeah. The feel, yeah, feel, yeah. feel around the spot. If he, you know, asks, hey, um. About that new thing, uh, you sure you're not comfortable about being nude? Because, uh, you know, that will help you bring down the rent. Or uh, If he says anything like that, I got it on tape uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, well, well, I don't know if we want to, like, you know, uh, uh, have espionage involved. Oh, uh, right. I, I, I think there's there's rules against we like, can, we can people tr- without we can, their permission we- and publishing it. You can record it, and we can transcript it, and then we can reenact it. Yeah, yeah. We can describe the conversation <laughs> that we hear. Like okay. all good stories, this has a beginning, we're in the middle, and boy, oh boy, will the ending be sweet. <laughs> now, I have to be extremely careful, because if I actually do end up moving in... Um, this guy I can will no never longer know. say anything about it on the podcast. Because <laughs> if he were to go through the backlog, oh my god, <laughs> it would be bad. <laughs> it would be so bad. We're, oh, we're I might have a very wonder, fine ethical wonder, line here at the Dad and Sons <laughs> podcast. You just move in. You just move in. And he's like, Matt, what is it? What is it you're doing? Oh, don't mind me. I'm just uh, 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 talking a to podcast. myself. Talking to <laughs> myself into a microphone. Please do not research anything. You're calling your mom. Don't research the podcast listened to by 40,000 people that has shit-talked you in your apartment. For <laughs> Wait, weeks. I don't know if we've like shit-talked the guy yet. We just have uh, enjoyably chuckled at the abstract nature of of the demands 
It, like it's the man. Because if he wanted to be nude, like... it's fine. But he's demanding that I be nude. And well, he's, he's, he, he didn't he say he was relaxing on that? He's relaxing on that. So let's see how much he relaxes. Because <laughs> it'd be he interesting. Seems a little like disinterested after you know I didn't speak French and I wasn't getting <laughs> nude. So <laughs> I asked what he's the like... full price was. And he was like, "Nope, I don't. I'm not looking for a cheap person who <laughs> wants to." He's just he doesn't want to get nude. He sat in the apartment like, how hard could it be to find a naked <laughs> Frenchman in this He's damn country of America? He's been looking for like two months now. <laughs> Have you Anyways. talked to the guy with uh, like like with any audio, or has it just been text? It's been text. He has okay. his number on there, but I am I don't want to reach that far yet. I'm. One step at a time. I got some questions for when you cross that bridge. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'll be crossing it. We'll see see if he's interested. (laughs) Until then, stay tuned for another exciting episode of the Dad and Sons podcast. Oh, my God. What are we ruining here? Oh, God. You're going to ruin my chance for a great spot in Marietta. A great spot. Very cheap. No complications. Private living environment. That's privacy. Uh, How, what uh, more can you ask for? A lack of rules. Yeah, it's a perfect situation. There's literally nothing wrong with what this person like, is offering. I'm feeling like if this goes all the way, we need to have a video documentary for the Dad and Sons podcast that goes up on George's channel of George just following you with a camera as you move in. Like your moving <laughs> day. And George just follows with a camera. No. Can't monetize oh this video because of nudity, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not ad-friendly or roommate-friendly. Nope. Oh, God. So, we got a little bit of news. Actually, a lot of news has happened this week. Oh, God. Capcom apparently has laid off 50 M- Vancouver employees. Um, Next Man. Dead Rising is supposedly getting getting a... I don't want to call it what I won't call it so i won't call it the thing in my head that i just decided not to say they are cutting back the scope of the next dead rising um that's that's a that's a good way of putting it i think because that's still willing to spend money on a shitty game anymore right and i have a feeling that if they cutting back on scope is something that a lot of triple a developers should have been doing long ago what what inevitably happens to a lot of popular franchises and dead rising itself is that the feature creep uh, Dead Rising 1 and 2, although it's still kind of a clusterfuck. Dead Rising 1 is just such a much more focused game in a uh, Define the environment. Define the like, Dead Rising 4, though. Uh, cars, cities, like, not really being able to, to navigate around well. I mean, didn't it review kind of middling? It reviewed poorly, if I remember. Yeah. So, so... And the sales, I think, were pretty low, too. It um, prompts some kind of response within the company, I would hope. There's only so many zombies you can slay. Uh, We have a zombie mode in Rainbow Six Siege now because apparently there's not enough zombies to slay. Well, now there's no Dead Rising zombies to slay. I'm picking up uh, the mantle. I don't know if... I'm... I don't know if I want to brush it off. 
Uh, so Rainbow Six Siege is going to be having a zombie mode. It's going to be available on the beta public mm -hmm. test server on February 20th. It'll be uh, going live for real as a two-month event, which kind of turns me off because I don't like how Overwatch snatches away your optional arcade mode challenges depending on the time of the year. Oh, God, I hate that shit. It sounds dystopic almost. But That is really also... weird, actually. I find it weird that they would put in awesome minigames that they then take out for certain parts of the year. It's like, imagine playing, like, Mario Party and just, like, six it's, of the games are not available. The worst. It's not summer. It's, it's like literally MMOs, a scheme, yeah, to make you, like, buy the game now rather than later. Yeah, but if you consider like, how like, much content an MMO has, it's a little different compared to a game like... Maybe yeah, compared to how much content Overwatch, Overwatch has, which is very little. Yeah. I The thing is little, is that, little like, in the sense of game mode, not like cosmetics and all that kind of stuff, obviously. Like it has a lot of content in it, just it's obviously a very yeah. focused multiplayer shooter. It it won't be special anymore if it only if it came out year round. If it came in, you know, if Halloween no, was every day. Just, this stuff just is be... not done for art. It's not done for telling the story. It's done for getting you to buy the game now so that you feel more special for owning it now. Wait, 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 but what about if Halloween was year-round? The costumes wouldn't be fun anymore, you know? No, no, Everybody I think you can like watch like... the Halloween movie that you own in your closet all year-round if you want, or you can bring it out on Halloween and feel special. No, no, Because you want... own that thing. It's you have like... it. It's more like the Overwatch, like, football uh, soccer game they had. Like, they bought it out for the, for, like, uh, what was the it? The Olympics. Like, some summer tournament or something. And, yeah, they you know, know it went away games. after. It's like, why not just reskin it ball. to be, like, a normal thing? It doesn't have to be I focused really around that I really don't event. like just... this. I re it makes me feel bad. Like, it makes me feel sad for the kids growing up these days. It makes me feel sad for, like, me these days. Like, oh, God, the elusive <laughs> missions in Hitman... That shit kills me. They got, like, celebrity voice acting talent on that. And, oh, like, wow. that goes away. Yeah, yeah, there was the Gary Oldman. Not Gary. Gary Old. No, not Gary Oldman. Gary. Who's the crazy Gary Busey. who got turned into Busey. a... Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry I didn't remember your last name for a bit, but I love that guy. And uh, I didn't have Hitman when that elusive mission was coming out, and I wanted to wait until I finished my other games. So, whoops. I guess because you have things in your life, George, you're suddenly blocked out of content from the imaginary fun video game that exists in an entirely separate reality from the one in real life. Like, what if I get a urinary tract infection and have to, like, miss... The, all of, of Rainbow Six Siege's zombie modes, which is like my favorite multiplayer game of all time. It's okay, and, George. And part it's of okay. It, it might not even be that good. Just goes it's away. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Metal Gear Survive is coming out, and you can have all the zombies you want all years round. Oh, uh, yeah. So Metal Gear Survive is coming out. That's the zombie game. Metal Gear Solid Five got, like, the weirdest patch in history. Because it was a mistake. Konami accidentally told everyone their nukes were going away. Oh, so I don't even think like that this is from what I understand of how the game worked la not last year, two years ago. This is something that should not have been possible right now. Konami has triggered a hidden cutscene that people who were into MGS5 back in the day probably have already seen where everyone on Mother Base uh, has a, a cute little pep talk. <laughs> they have a pep rally about how everyone's nukes in, in the FOB missions got uh, either stolen or decommissioned and how there's no more nukes in the world. And you're, like, celebrating a completely nuclear-free planet Earth. And the idea was to get players to coordinate and strategize together on a massive scale to be able to uh, 
unlock and activate this cutscene, which is really just like a three-minute throwaway nothing thing. There was a lot of uh, speculation that this cutscene was the real ending of Metal Gear Solid Five, and I can say now it's not even a spoiler warning. You don't have to play Metal Gear Solid Five to watch this cutscene and understand what's going on. It doesn't wrap up the plot of Metal Gear Solid Five, but rather a completely optional weird thing that exists in an entirely different reality from the rest of that game story. But there's like hundreds of thousands of people playing it. They they were supposed to coordinate in a way that would strategically have thousands of players making moves to accomplish a goal together. And as a result of MGS5 being kind of bad, uh, <laughs> and the, the theory right now is that they actually did this to hype up the launch of Metal Gear Survive, they went ahead and triggered it, which is... <laughs> I mean, to me, the real news was that this is a thing that actually was real part of the final game that shipped. Because the the narrative for the past couple of years talking about this cutscene has, has been that it's uh, highly more probable to be an Easter egg or a piece of cut content than a uh, something that, that they were really banking on. And now that it's actually happened and gone out, I still don't even know if they were really banking on it because they released it when the nuke counter was very much higher than zero. And I'm going to see right now if there's a way I can look up how many players still have their nukes in the MGS4, uh, MGS5 online world, but I don't know how easy it would be to find that number. I'd like to know what the concurrent players is for that game anyway. Hmm. Yeah, like who is still grinding these FOB missions two years later? Oh I mean, my I know there's god. There's a lot of people who still play the single player game, but I stopped So playing. I literally googled nuke count MGS5 and the first result is a Reddit thread that says in all caps active list of nuke holders and nuke content up nuke count updates. Like <laughs> they have a they have a blacklist of players whose problems need to be taken care of. And that's kind of cool, right? That is cool. That is a way of keeping the community still going. That's very cool, actually. But actually, yeah, unknown321.github.io slash mgs5 underscore nuke underscore watcher is reporting that there are 7,345 nukes on Steam, 1,055 on PS3. They're still tracking the PS3? Wow. Weirdly enough, they don't have any stats on the current-gen versions of the game. But you can see a nice little line graph um, where you see this huge dip uh, happen in late January 2018. It is nowhere near close to the bottom of that line graph where the zero should be, though. Uh, anyways, hmm. there's there's our Metal Gear talk. I required Metal Gear talk. Um, Germany is thinking of making esports an Olympic sport. Uh, the Social Democratic Party of Germany campaigned on the German government supporting esports last year. They have won an election, and now they uh, are officially reporting that negotiations closed yesterday, the day before we started recording this podcast, and that they are now likely to join with union parties to create a government coalition, and one of their points of agreement are the promotion of esports with potential Olympic ambitions. Negotiations are yeah, expected to close yesterday and are expected to state that the new government will support local clubs and esports efforts. A uh, real reason why a lot of governments do this. Why, no, that's that's. I just said something really wrong. The reason why a lot of governments do pay particular uh, attention to esports athletes and supporting the esport industry is um, to make their visa troubles a lot easier. Apparently, depending on the classifications for 
for traveling and staying abroad. If you are an athlete, you, you can jump through a lot more hoops than normal people can't. And having that visa status for eSport uh, athletes as being a real athlete is, I believe, a big debate and struggle over the past few years. This seems like the next step of that process by pushing for Olympic representation of eSports, which still things seems like something that might not really come to pass. Uh, so video games are really, really controversial in Germany for being violent. And the um, quotes in uh, this, this news article talking about the German efforts to officiate eSports is um, also... Sharing a quote from Thomas Batch, the president of the International Olympic Committee. Thomas Back, more likely. Uh, he says, we want to promote non-discrimination, non-violence, and peace among people. This does not match with video games, which are about violence, explosions, and killing. And there we draw a clear line. Mm -hmm. To which the article counters that Rocket League still exists. So, uh, at least there's one popular competitive multiplayer sports game where you don't shoot people. Let's see. There what, was a, let's 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 have a fun exercise and, and where we FIFA think of what Madden. games would be at the Olympics if it was Rocket League would be sick. So we got Rocket League. That makes sense. And that's like the only one I think I would feel comfortable watching at as an Olympic event. Well, I guess and it's kind of Legends would be like the obvious obvious choice considering how yeah, popular but that it that is. still seems like really kitschy and, and like violent to a on a surface level but at the same time the yeah. olympics is kind of about non-popular sports like more right which is sort of underground stuff so we could choose like there's, really there's, random there's games curling. Like there's, NBA there's curling. Jam. Let's, let's have esports there's a lot of weird <laughs> sports at the olympics that people are have been okay with like skateboarding uh, is going to be at the next olympic isn't it so you know that's a good start for sort skateboarding. of yeah. How the hell are they going to judge that? Well, How much you can grind and get combos? Same, same yeah, way they do other point skateboarding competitions, I imagine. multiplies every time you do a new trick <laughs> and you can chain your combos right. with reverts and manuals. And Keep the, the combo going. The more you do, the higher your multiplier goes. That's There's a very particular scoring system to skateboarding. So it's Choose right, Mullen, before you start. Skate no one else. Um... Nintendo has, I'm, I'm going to hurry us up along here. There's a press demo session of the Nintendo Labo out. I watched a three-minute video by The Verge of them playing with it. This stuff looks cool as hell. Uh, the cardboard is real stiff and sturdy. The Nintendo Switch screen will display 3D instructions that have a fully controllable camera that you can zoom into all the problematic pieces of your Lego kit that you can't see at whatever angle they have the diagram at. That was cool. Um... The kits are going to be a little expensive, though. The robot kit is the big one. That's $79. Yeah. That comes with a kit to make your big robot backpack and punch in the air in front of you to pretend like you're a big ro robot. The variety pack, which is the one that this um, Verge reporter recommends, is $60, which is the price of a video game. It comes with, um, you know, the bunch of cardboard. You fold it up into the shapes. Um, and apparently some of these cardboard toys have different blank customizable versions. So you can put like little cotton textured hair or googly eyes on them if you wanted. Ah, oh, this, it, it's cool as hell. Um, so basically from but, what I read, the, yeah, the, the robot one is the kind of weak one. You think like, so? So far, like so far that from what people got to demo, building it is kind of complicated and stuff like that, which is kind of cool, but they didn't get too long to experience with that but the actual game itself that you use the kit with 
kind of no substance to it at the moment. And it was kind yeah, of... Yeah, I feel uh, like the, that's where the budget's going to end up getting yeah, cut the in. the controls were a little iffy, supposedly. But in comparison, from what I read about the variety kit, supposedly that's like a fucking genius masterstroke, according to some people. Jesus. I'm like jealous the piano of kids these and days. the fishing one, particularly. And I was talking to people in the Discord about it. Apparently these are cheaper than Legos. Like, yeah, like if Legos you want a badass a, toy to give a yeah. kid in your extended family, like, holy crap. This is... So... <sighs> Ah, uh, the concept. It's just, like, brilliant. And seeing her put it together in the video made made me uh, think of a lot of kids who are going to, like, build a really complicated-looking thing and be and like, tear no. right through it. Oh, oh, no, no. I, it's the building part of it. Like, that's that's what's so, like, constructive and magical and beneficial about, like, the creative expression of, like, Legos and stuff. Like, here you have a, a fun case study of figuring out how the complicated magical mechanics of the world are actually simple strings and levers and pulleys. And not even that. It has stuff... It has. It uses the IR camera of the right Joy-Con mm, yeah. to like read magnetic strips of tape on certain aspects of the cardboard to then give you like visual diagrams of how it's working on the Switch. So it gives you like a the- breakdown of what's happening to show you how it works, which is even cooler. The little robot dog she builds <laughs> shakes around the table with the vibrations on the Joy-Cons, and it actually is supposed to follow you based on a heat-sensitive camera. Sorry, th- what, what is that? A heat-sensitive camera in the Switch? When did I, like, have thermal Sam Fisher goggles attached to my, like, video game toy for kids? I didn't know this was a feature. Like, how many <laughs> tricks have they hidden in this thing? The IR camera never even has been used. Like, unless you're munching into one-two-switch, there's no... You're never going to use the IR camera on the Joy-Cons. And they've, like, they've come up with such ridiculous justifications to make the uses of the gimmicks of their systems that they ended up going full circle and made, like, a construction edu- edutainment toy that looks about like like they could get as much done as the Lego brand got done if they stick with this for a few decades. Like, this could be... A, a a very reliable product for a very long time for a lot of kids. I'm really, really jealous. You don't think the kids will destroy this stuff, though? You don't think, oh, like... Oh, yeah, kids will definitely destroy it. But the, supposedly, how much are they putting in a system? Cheaper than Lego. Nintendo are putting in a system, supposedly. Obviously, the 69 for the variety kit and the 79 for the robot comes with a game. So once you've already got the game, I imagine you, you can buy kits that subsidize not having to purchase the game again, so you just buy, like, the cardboard kits, which I imagine would be, like, 20 to $30. Maybe. That's something that I'm guessing they're going to save for later. Right now, you got to spend the big bucks for a variety pack, and that cardboard... I mean, it's cardboard. It's not going to last. And, it yeah, come not. to think of it, that could kill it, because Legos do last a while. Legos are reliable, because yeah. they don't, like... Forever. Melt they when last you put forever. Them in water. They don't die. I think Nintendo have definitely got something that's in the works to combat that. There was there was something about replacing them. There will be options quite easily and cheaply to replace them. Um, but mm. from what I read through the previews, also the cardboard is incredibly sturdy. The like. It's high. It's not. It's not like really cheap cardboard. It's yeah, yeah. She was very complimentary of uh, this very high quality. Yeah. Of the premium cardboard. Premium cardboard. <laughs> premium uh, yeah. garbage. That doesn't belong in the, the garbage. Yeah. 
And if it goes right. in the garbage, it's gonna go to the garbage. Yeah. Well. Last but not least, let's have let's have Liam make embarrassments of us. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. So let's right. listen to let's yeah. listen to the jingle because people complain we talk over the jingle. Oh, this! Oh, oh, yeah. We're listening to it right now. You can hear it, right? Chill Everyone. Silence. Here's the Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, say, can you see? <laughs> well, I guess as a comp compliment to the chef, right? Ace should be happy that people are like, oh, I want to listen to Ace's song. That's Ugh. true. They are always good. Mm -hmm. So, Liam, what you got for us? What it, well, well, I guess, first of all, what, what is this segment? For listeners okay, who may so not know. Welcome to the Dad and Sons Game Corner. And guess that game, game or something. The Game Corner features our wonderful, brand new, spanking, awesome, interactive game. Uh, guess that, whatever. <laughs> I guess like that. that's brand new spanking and not brand spanking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just up. like, Shut mental up. images, man. I, spanks are funny. They're, anyways. Here we go. Let's go. George, let's, let's calm do down. But yes, we have today Guess That Game. And today's game comes from our emailer. So if you are wanting to get in touch with some suggestions for games, as I said, danandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Please, please write some garbage for a few lines <laughs> so that Matt and George can't Premium quality see what the answer is. So please, like this wonderful Donald Green... Who brings us our game today, Mr. Donald Green? Has Donald Green, very been kind to write some garbage before he wrote his clues, including quote typing stuff here so weed man and math quote you don't see the thing, <laughs> and then he re he repeats that same line twenty times. So good on keeping, you, Donald. Keeping your your T's dotted and your eyes crossed, my friend. Yes. And weed spelt like marijuana. Well it's, done. That's a very familiar joke. I've, I'm, I'm quite, <laughs> quite experienced with that one. Ooh. Yes. Oh, so if hey you now. don't know, and no, you are no, new, people have been calling me that since like eighth grade. <laughs> weed man. You've been smoking as a weed man. No, I haven't. Shush. <laughs> Anyways, so touchy. I'm not touchy. Shush. <laughs> I can't believe you would say something like that. Anyway, and if you're new, if you're a new dad or a new son to the show, you decide. Welcome to the game corner. This is guess that game, and the rules are as follows: I will read out five clues, starting mm -hmm. with each, uh, with number one being quite obscure or usually the date of a game. Uh, the mm -hmm. five clues have been given to us by Donald Green, and in between those clues, Matt and George will have the chance. To guess what the game is. So, oh boy. Matt, George, are you ready? We no. always do bad. Let's see if Donald Green can stump you. So the first clue... Please be easy. This game was released for PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Vita oh, in November God. of 2012. Oh, new. Okay. <gasps> oh, no. Don't. No. Alright, I'm ready for the next... I I have a couple contenders. 
Shall we go on to the next clue? I'm ready for the next clue. Yes. Okay, clue number two. A survey was released pre-launch to determine if the title of the game and the game itself would be a good concept. A survey? Like a public survey? I imagine hmm. some sort of survey. Not public, I wouldn't imagine. I would imagine some focus-tested hmm. survey. Okay, that's a news story I don't remember. I remember a couple PS3, I was reading news Vita. stories back then. <laughs> I was reading Game Informer. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you informed. Any clues? Are we, uh, are we, uh, any guesses? I'm going to toss know. out a guess. Okay. Gravity Rush? No. Oh, God. Right. Well, that's my guess. Whew. Matt, would you like to give it a shot in the I dark? I have no idea. Give me another, <laughs> another hint. Okay, okay. Survey. So, moving on Survey. to number three. This was the first and only game to be made by its primary PS3 developer. Hmm. Okay, I haven't... No, never mind. First, right. first and only game that... what? Yeah. First and only game to be made by its primary PS3 developer. So this developer made one game for the PS3 slash Vita, and it was this? I think the Vita was a port by another company. So Persona. Oh, yes. Persona? Persona what? Oh, and God. Of course, <laughs> and, of course, Atlas still exists today, so you're, you're fucking way oh, wrong, mate. Oh, oh. So that's oh, it's gonna be a Did Dark they... Souls thing again. <laughs> no, there were a couple. Okay, Souls. I gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. I don't remember the timeline. I I played three in PS2 era. Matt, um, should I put you out of your think... misery? You're so wrong. You couldn't <laughs> be more wrong. <laughs> oh my god. Who? Who? What? There was a guess. Matt, you, I, I'm putting you out of your misery. You are you are terribly wrong. In what uh, no, you're okay. about to add onto Persona. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought I had. I it. have no guesses. George, wait a second. Um, no, Catherine came out earlier than that. Also, I don't think it made came by out the same Vita. developer as Persona, but no, wrong. Okay, developer or publisher? Developer Atlas. At no, oh, Atlas. Uh, and and they the, didn't the, do no, no, a no, lot the, of PS3 stuff. No, the developer of Persona and Catherine is Atlas. Right. They're oh. both the same. But oh. you're both wrong. So oh. we can move on to clue number four. But it's definitely going to be one of those weeb games. My lips are Dude, sealed. <laughs> Originally set to be developed by Naughty Dog. What? Sony instead opted to design the game under newly founded internal development team Superbot Entertainment created I thought it was an Atlas created specifically for this game No I said Atlas is developed by Catherine and Persona and you're both wrong uh, Atlas develops Catherine and Persona sorry, Stop confusing sorry. me yeah. with your, with I, your I, I, wrong I did answers. I got confused Um survey 2013, Vita Ports, PS3. 2012. 2012? God damn okay. it, you two. <laughs> I swear I heard 13. Anyways, um, but I'm still like like trying to look back from those days. 
which is when I started the channel. I mean, uh, first party Sony, originally Naughty Dog. You will get it on the next clue, so really I try and think. That always happens. Okay, so no, now I'm thinking no, that it's actually going to be a Western game. No, I, 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 I'm still... Ah! It's, of course, a Western My game. It was, originally, it was originally set to be developed by Naughty Dog, but Sony opted to give it to a new team internally called mm-hmm. Superbot Entertainment. Okay, maybe the game's robot-themed. Superbot. Super, let's see, like, carry the S's. Re- is it an anagram? Mm. Mm. Is it Fat Princess? Oh, God. No. Is it? Okay. Thank God. All right. Um, uh, that's my guess. That's my guess. Matt? Um, Zeta... And it was like a PlayStation game? It was a PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita title. I believe, and I'm going out on a limb here personally, I think it was crossplay. I think so. Crossplay? Uh, I think so. There's something at the tip of my tongue. There's there's a lot of like internal PlayStation games that they were trying back then. There was like that uh that weird that weird clone game. There's um, not a lot that they would have given to Naughty Dog first though, unless it was a project that fit their style, I bet. And I yeah. swear there's something at the tip of my tongue that got like tossed around back in those days that I was reading about but never played. God, I, I, okay. Um, what's the wait? No, name? it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't cross play. It was cross buy. So if you if mm. you bought the PlayStation Three version, you got the PlayStation Vita version for free. Yeah, I don't, that that doesn't help me much. What's the <sighs> next one? Yeah, next. Clue. Well, the last clue you're definitely gonna get the game. So it's a it's a. Yeah, that's how it happens. It's a buzzer moment. So who buzzes first? Okay. Okay. Oh God. Do, do, do we say me are... or do we say it out? I am Matt, ready to. I'm bang. gonna. I'm gonna say Matt was. Matt was on the right track with something he said earlier. Wait. What? Oh God. My oh, brain. God. Oh God. Wait, what did you say earlier? All right, go ahead. Number five. Clue number ah. five. This game stars such characters. As the oh, PlayStation uh, All Stars oh, melee knockoff oh, no, garbage. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither of you that fucking means- buzzed. I I buzzed. <laughs> I buzzed on the inside. Can you give me the full title? I don't Matt, think either of us PlayStation All Stars Battle, B. yeah, battle yeah. like so- what kind of Sonic, battle? Sonic Adventure Sonic. Battle, <laughs> All Star Racing Transformed <laughs> Two. <laughs> I can't get over ba- Battle how- Royale. Battle, oh my God. Battle, Battle Royale. That game we the have remembered is, over the years. Yeah, God. the answer is everyone of course, forgot about that. The smash fucking hit that destroyed Super Smash <laughs> Brothers. It truly put it in its place. 
The right, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale that features such incredibly iconic characters. You didn't even as... have to say any of them. Right. As soon as we knew it had characters, <laughs> exactly. You were like... right. <laughs> I heard iconic. I'm like, oh yeah. It features such In-house? incredible characters yeah. as Fat Princess, Kratos, <laughs> Parappa the Rapper, Nathan Drake, oh my God. and many others. Shit. When Matt said a clone, a shitty clone or something, that was very... Yeah, I remember... I dropped my headphones. (laughs) I was trying to remember some of the, like, you know, places we were trying hard back then to do some of these, like, uh, little rip games. And And, and their hardest was not good enough. Man, that game was... That game came (laughs) It was a try. It was a try. It came and it went and... I played over a friend's house and we just turned it off. We're like... Yeah, let's just return this to Blockbuster. <laughs> let's play Smash But thank you. Instead. Huge thank you to Donald Green. You you got to the fifth clue. You, <laughs> you, you, you stumped the dad and sons a little bit. So well done. If you would like to give us your suggestions, we've had lots and lots of them. A lot of them far too obscure <laughs> for this show. This one is not. I really enjoyed this one, actually. Because yeah, that's this like was a fun good. game to remember. Yeah, like like games that are just like anomalies of their time would probably be really good contenders for this sort of thing. There you go, George is giving you some advice how to get some clues. Remember, email danssonspodcast at gmail Also, type some garbage or a delightful message for me to read. I would like to hear maybe your life story. Tell me your life story in an email, and I'll read it. Okay. And I won't respond, as, as but long I'll as take you put your the clues. clue. Yeah, below the fold. I'll take your clues, and then we'll use them potentially on the show we've had like 50 suggestions so far so you know make a good one also it's the email show next week so get your emails in as well dad and sons podcast ask us questions yeah ask us about i don't know our day about about playstation PlayStation that are just like so how was your day I think I think it's time to stop. It's it's time to stop. We gotta we've gone on too far. Yeah. I need to sleep. I I I need to return to uh the the struggle of my people. I'm I'm going to the bathroom straight after this because I'm still goddamn sick. Oh wow. Too much information. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, uh, I'll I'll still be here next week. We'll we'll all still be here next week. Hopefully, yep. we fought we fought late nights, microphone issues, and George potentially dying to bring I'm you this not episode. Dying. So, I'm so. just George. So there you <laughs> so, go. So yeah, thanks for thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for talking. Thanks for sending your questions. I I I love you. I I I'm I'm George. I'm in love with you. I I'm I'm Matt. I'm Liam. But but which who are we? You decide. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs>